Okay, people, it is part two of this week's Echo Chamber. And, people, we've got a treat for you. We have got a review, and then we talk to one of the stars of that movie. So, hey, make sure you're ready. Sit down. Buckle up, because we're about to go. Okay, people, so we are getting things started with Incantation, our film for this second part of the uh, podcast. Okay, people, so, yeah, just checked out Incarnation, right, which is the new film from Isaac Walsh and Tyler Claire Smith. So this is Walsh's feature directorial debut. Um, he's written a, a, a feature, but this is the first time directing. He co-wrote with Tyler Claire Smith, and it's Smith's feature debut as a writer as well. They've done shorts, but yeah, this is the... You know what I mean? The first time with the feature. Okay, so um, it is produced by Mike Hatton. It is executive produced by Garrett Zink, Michael Walker, um, Jerry Tankersley, Glenn Smith, Gary Smith, Sandra Siegel, Rick Morse, Ryan McDonald, Andy Lynn, uh, Grant Gaffrey, Lake Garner, Eric Brenner, Asko Akapan, um, Tay Diggs, and Jessica Umbaruga. Um, they both executive produce as well, with co-production from Paul O'Hannigan. Music is from Jen Karras Burns. Cinematography is Anthony J. Rickett Epstein. It is edited by Chris LaRusso. Our production design is Fernando Valdez. Art direction is Joe Cox. Costume design is Mandy Line. Uh, makeup is Nicola Mutram. Okay, so it is starring uh, Tay Diggs. Right, he plays Brad. Jessica Mbago, she plays Jess. We have Rich Paul as Brad's dad. And Michael Madsen. Yes, Michael Madsen is in it as Peter. So the gist of the film is, um, is this. It's a twisted tale of greed about a young couple, uh, Brad and Jess, chasing the American dream. After moving to Los Angeles in search of a better life, they stumble upon a real estate gem uh, and are elated 
by their turn of fortune. But they soon learn that desire comes with a hefty price. When their home is hiding a secret far more sinister than they could have ever imagined. For the very walls are alive with evil. Um, um, um. Yeah. So um, that is the film, people. That is the film. So, yeah, I. it's an interesting one, right? Because, I mean, story-wise... That like it is there is interesting pit threads here, but I will say there are parts of the story that could have been done with fleshed out a little bit, right? Because we have this married couple moving in, and they're all excited to set up a business. I wouldn't say they've got a solid business plan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they they keep on talking about this brew pub, but it, it yeah, it, it it doesn't seem solid. Doesn't seem solid. So then they're just getting a little crazy trying to make it happen, right? As the film goes on, we like there's something. There's a thing that happens. And you do think to yourself, hmm, surely Brad should have known that. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a big thing to not know, right? That seems a bit, and especially when there is a medical thing that is, you know, brought into question. So you're like, okay, if there's this thing, then surely you'd know this because, you know, you're married, yes. <laughs> it's not like you two have just met. You're married, right? The, the, this would be a big secret. And she's talked to you about this thing. So, yeah, it, it's, it would seem weird not to know. But in the film, it, it's played like Brad doesn't know. Right? So that's a bit like... Hmm, what's happening there? What's happening there? We also, it's like the temperament of, you know, some of the characters change out of nowhere. Which is just like, like the change itself is fine, but I think you want to kind of lead people into it. You know what I mean? Because when it just happens like that, it just seems very random. Very random. And like it's the first time it's ever happened, which you're just like, mm, I don't know. If, if you've been together for, you know, a long time, you'd have seen these things, right? So, yeah, these are things that seemed a little random in the film. Now, the film itself, though, creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, they kill it on that front. They really kill it on that front because, yeah, the the play with the shadows and the lighting and everything like that is, it, it creates this friggin' off-key atmosphere. 
and also we we get a lot of shaky cam type of effect of feel like walking up the stairs or when you're zooming into a certain thing it's like a you know and and that does kind of really make you uneasy right so i thought that was all yeah really really yeah nicely played gentlemen nicely played you know is i i i think you know mood music we could have it could have been a lighter touch on that but yeah it is creepy it, it it's creepy so that does it, it helps the film. So where some of the story plots are a bit all over the place, the fact that, yeah, it is just uneasy. It is just like, yo, where the fuck is this going, man? That, it, it keeps you engrossed with it, you know? So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Madsen... Like, the character's not really fleshed out. Peter isn't really a a, a 3D character. He's just kind of someone who is there to take the film to this next stage. That's what it feels like. Which is a shame, because, I mean, we all know Michael Madsen is a very good actor, right? So... But you you feel he needs the right direction. He needs the right direction and just a role that has the substance for him to really kill it. Fortunately, this isn't quite the one. It's not quite the one. But he he his character gets crazy. You get like you don't really expect what happens with that character to happen. Now, I will say, there are things, like, you think, if you find a book, you're going to read all the way through the book. (laughs) I mean, that, that would make sense, right? That would make sense. These characters, they don't necessarily do the sensible things. Don't do the sensible things. Or ask questions. Like, there are these, there are things where you think, like, okay, if someone offers you something, ask a question, man. Ask a question because how do you not see the crazy coming? <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you not see it coming? It's like, yo, where have these two people been? Like, they've never watched a horror, they've never read a book. Like, what are you doing? But uh, yeah, it is. Listen, I will say, it's not the greatest horror you will ever have seen. But, as I said, there there are plenty of shock moments. There are plenty of shock moments. um, And it it does keep you just feeling on edge. You know, so I think it does a good job with that. So I would say, right, if you are that horror motherfucker, right, 
who just loves a B movie, loves a B movie. You know, I I I think Incarnation is going to be for you, right? If if you're not expecting, you know, gold standard, then yeah, I mean, this will be that film that you'd be like, boom, let's enjoy this with some popcorn, kick back, yeah, and just get just get ready to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it, it does that. So it will be interesting to see what these guys do next because there is there is promise here. There is definitely promise. So um, well, keep an eye. But they've got some stuff in post-production, it seems. So yeah, if you're a B-horror fan, people... Incarnation, it is now available on all your favorite VOD. And people, as promised, we are talking with one of the co-stars of the film. It is Jessica Ubarigo. So, um, people, it's a great conversation. You don't want to miss it. Let's go. Okay, people, so I am joined by, and I apologize right now because I feel I'm going to butcher the hell out of your name, um, and not even, the, not even the surname, the first name, you know what I mean? I'm just <laughs> messing up, but uh, I'm, I'm joined by Jessica Umbago. You, Baraga. I you say you, bird, it's cold, Aga. Uh, okay, you, Baraga. Yes. Awesome. All right, Jessica Uberaga. Yeah, I just Uberaga. <laughs> Uberaga, who is one of the stars of Incantation. Incarnation. Incarnate. I can't speak today, Jessica. I apologize. <laughs> There's certain words that you just look at and you're like, how the hell do I say that? Uh. I know. I know. <laughs> Especially my last name. It's been happening my whole life. <laughs> I, I I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> that one. Oh man. But so um yeah, you have this new film dropping right mm -hmm. tomorrow. And you're starring with Tay Diggs. I am. Which is like you know what I mean? Michael Madsen is up in the joint too. Can't forget him. You know what I mean? It's, it's a tight cast. Like, how did all of this come come about? Oh man, it was it was really quite like serendipitous. Um, so I was filming another movie, and Isaac Walsh, our director, was casting his film, and he aligned with the producer of the movie I was shooting, who happens to be the same producer. And the producer mentioned me and said, "You should come meet." meet Jessica and it just so happens that the character's name is Jess it's a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> he came to set and we sat down and talked and about an hour in he looks at me and he goes you know what he goes I am convinced you are my Jess here take the script read it let me know what you think and I went back to I mean, we were shooting in Palm Springs to the hotel and I sat by the pool at night by myself because it was like mid-COVID 
and like deep COVID and no one was around. And I started reading the script and it was, it got so scary. I actually had to like go inside because <laughs> I was like hearing noises. Um, and so it just, that was it. You know, I, I've always wanted to do a horror film. And so I was like, sign me up. Where do I sign? So I was Jess. And then later we boarded Tay Diggs and then later on Michael Madsen. And it just, it was just amazing. They were amazing to work with. Tay is, a, man, he is an incredible actor and he is so nice and so supportive and super easygoing. So awesome but that must have been some conversation if you know what i mean like you got cast out of that like what were you talking about like how did all of that go life we were talking about life we were talking about the story who she was the character jess and how i can relate to her and i just think he just saw that it aligned and he had seen me in action as well so he'd already got to see how i was on set mm. and you know that i'm very prompt and and easygoing as well and i just think like we just hit it off you know you just know when you hit it off with someone whether it's on a professional level a friendship level a romantic level whatever it is we just like professionally speaking in that moment we just hit it off so well yeah so uh, okay. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you know, fate's just fate. <laughs> <laughs> Things are meant to happen. Yeah, no, for real. For real. so, what was what jumped out when you read that script? When you were sitting there, you know what I mean, by the yeah. pool. Like, yeah. what what was the thing that jumped out to you that was like, oh, I need to be in this one? Well, you know, when you, for me, when you watch a horror film. The, the most scary aspects of it are the unknown, mm. right? Yeah. So definitely had a lot of that. And this also is, it's almost like a horror thriller. So it has another layer to it. And there's a big storyline with the things that like couples go through and, and what we all go through with trying to make our dreams happen and our goals. So it beyond just being scary, it has so many other layers that I could relate to. So that for me, I just, it just got me. The, the scares got me. The characters got me. So I, was, I, I loved it. And was there any kind of inclination at that point who some of the other cast members could be? Were their names banded around and you're like, oh, I, yeah, I'd like to start yeah. with that kind of dude. Like what, what was the kind of talk? Well, Mickey Rourke at the time was cast as Peter, who's now played by Michael Madsen. So Mickey was attached at the time and Tay, though, wasn't cast yet. So, you know, obviously they were on the hunt for Brad and trying to figure out who he would be. So mm. I was very excited to see, you know, who that was going to end up becoming. But um yeah you know and i had already worked with mickey briefly on uh take back the film that i was filming prior actually yeah. we had a couple scenes together and you know he was he was nice he's very intimidating <laughs> 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 but he was a nice guy and i know even he's mickey rourke so you know for me though what got me most of all though was that i'd always wanted to lead a horror film i think it's such a great platform for a female actress just to kind of get her out into the world when I mean, you look back at like Jamie Lee Curtis and mm. all that so and I just I love I love horror films like Quiet Place for me with 
Emily Blunt. Oh my god! Oh, it's so damn good. I just Quiet Place was so good, and it was just it's that you know what I mean. It's obvious. It sounds obvious with the title, but it's just the the economy of noise. Yeah, that just really amped it up. And I don't know, like Emily Blunt and John. They're both great actors, you know, know what I mean? But it's like, was it because their husband and wife that really brought that chemistry to life? Because you really believe those moments. Oh, yeah. That I'm that played into it because, you know, they have such a foundation there. Mm. And I mean, some of her scenes were just like un real you know i mean she's walking down the stairs and she steps on the nail and you're just like oh yo don't make a noise man keep quiet the second one they have a baby and you're just like did she give birth in the first or the second one now i don't remember which one but anyways i'm oh my god and you're worried the baby's gonna cry you're just like terrifying but yeah i mean that the way they used sound i mean sound is so important in a horror film it Mm. is Oh my gosh, like it can really make or break you, in my opinion, because you oh, are yeah. trying to accomplish, you know, that it's that feeling, you know what I mean? And and also the jump scares and stuff like that where the audience doesn't expect it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so people like that. That's what's fun about a horror film is to experience mm. that, you know. And when you were thinking about oh, I'd love to be in a horror, was there a particular type of horror that kind of speaks to you more you know what i mean because you've got you've got the stuff like hostel right yeah. but then you've got like the psychological horror you know what mm-hmm. I mean? you've got the the trauma horror that isn't necessarily ghosts and stuff but it's dealing with just right. tragedy that people have gone through and it, so what kind of horror speaks to you well i definitely feel like it would be either like insidious conjuring um or even quiet place to be honest but like roseburn and insidious i that horror for me is it is it's the same kind of concept right it's demonic horror with a demon in the house and it there is i got so scared watching one of the scenes where she's playing piano downstairs and she has the baby monitor sitting there and her baby's sleeping upstairs. I don't know if you remember the scene. And I did not. I didn't watch it. There's certain horror I just will stay clear from because I'm just I like, like yo, I don't reaction. I mean, I my eyes started watering, not from tears, from fear, and my <laughs> hair all stood up. That scene, like, ah! and then like, and then Quiet Place does that for me too. She's like, oh, ah! you know, it's like, and so like for me, I've always wanted to, I think, to do one like that. But, you know, I lo- I also love the, like, trauma ones, too. Like, you're saying where it's, like, someone's um, – trying to think of one, like um, – what's a good example? Well, even, like, there's interesting ones. Like, It Follows was really interesting. Um, the, the Witch was really interesting. And then uh, what's the name of Stay Quiet or where uh, they're in the house, the guy's blind. Oh, don't, isn't that don't breathe? Don't breathe. breathe. Yeah, which is a trauma Mm. one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll inspire too, because I like the ones that keep you on the edge of your seat, which horror does in general, for the most part, keep you on the edge of your seat, right? So. Oh, man. Yeah, there's, I I, I just watched one today called They Live in the Gray. 
Okay. And damn, that, that, that just the way they play with just the economy of scares, right? Mm -hmm. it, it just creeps up on you. Mm -hmm. And you admit, and it's so unpredictable when the shit's going to happen. So you just like, oh, whoa, whoa. or it's just like, and I think that's what the, the, a great thing about your film was the, the the use of light, right? The shadows. There's times when because also we had it was weird because the, the some of the camera work it felt a bit like a computer game. Oh yeah, y yes. Like you're, you know I mean? with the movement and everything, yeah. and the way it would scurry, and yeah. then suddenly you're just like, wait, what? What was that in the corner? I, yeah. I think I saw something in the corner. What if was happening in the corner? And then yeah. you'd be like, oh, the yeah. There's a lot yeah. of you see him, mammon, throughout in these moments, you know. Yeah, that I didn't need that. <laughs> that was just <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> all right, let's calm no. down with this shit, man. <laughs> yeah, dealing with, um, you know, filming this in the middle of COVID, you know, which was such another level of of difficulty when it comes to production, but. You know, this is why this movie was so great for COVID, too, was because it had such a small cast mm. with just, you know, a couple and the landlord and a few other characters here and there. But it didn't have this massive cast. So, like, it was just such a good fit. But, yeah, it was <sighs> our demon. He was he was wonderful. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah you got you got to use you got to use the shadows and the and the camera work the camera work definitely was a, a unique way of i think filming you know yeah, it, it, yeah it, it was like that shaky cam but not shaky cam mm -hmm. so it was just like yo this is a is, is it kind of a unique way of you know, bringing the action to you, I kind of feel. Like you're walking, right? Almost mm. like you were walking into that room or you yeah. were going, you know, following that. That's why I feel, I think probably felt like that video game experience. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I thought that really did amp up like the, 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 you know, the tension. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited, you know. I hope it scares people. That's that's the whole point, you know. <laughs> like, but when you're filming it, right? So, like, because you know what's gonna happen, and how, right. and probably how they're gonna create this effect and all of that. So, is it still as? weird or scary you know is the tension there do you feel it or is that straight up just in the editing well I mean okay so I think it's twofold you know you have certain scenes like the end scene of the film right which I mean there's some very emotional scenes in horror films so those scenes I mean literally like Isaac came in the room the director and he held my hand and he said you know do you feel safe? You know, and, and I was already crying. And then we had, you know, these, this crazy emotional scene and every, like people had to leave and then I couldn't stop bawling. Like, so there's some parts of filming a horror film. Cause you gotta remember your life is like, lives are on the line. There's a lot of fear, like things, mm -hmm. like bad things are happening. So when you get in that, that headspace, 
right? It's sometimes hard to maybe get out of that. But when it comes to like the jump scares and the scares and stuff like that, because you know it's coming, um, there's also this element of fun and humor to it. Okay. You know, so so it it really just depends on it. But if it's a very emotional scene, it, even though if you know it's coming, it's it's a lot of emotional, like heavy lifting. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. and, and it's a great challenge. You know, to, to I mean, it's amazing to get to experience that. I can imagine. Like, did you or Tay do a um, Brad Pitt? impression you know what's in the box what's in the box <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure somebody did that on set but yeah <laughs> i know what is in the box that box <laughs> we found right i'm not i don't want to give away too much of the story but yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. We, we, no spoilers like, we won't spoil anything for the people yeah, yeah. <laughs> that scene was for that scene was definitely um fun to film I'll say that. But I mean, I literally like um, one of the scenes where I'm busting into a door. I mean, I oh, was, I yeah, was yeah, yeah. hanging on the door so hard that I had blood. I'd ripped my hands open without realizing it <laughs> in multiple places. Like, it, you don't realize this. If you ever get locked in a room and you can't get out or whatever, you, you, your little like skin cracks. <laughs> so the door had like spots of blood. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What like, we do for filming? <laughs> hey, because you're professionals, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think you were bleeding already in that scene, anyway, weren't you? Yeah. I, think, I yeah. had a cut. I had the thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Jess, man. She was just a mess. <laughs> so. What do you use? Like, is is there a uh, you know a mechanism, a, a, a mantra, or something that you use to try and get into those spaces? You know, what I mean, to, to get that mindset going. Is it? Do you have a playlist? Like, you know, what I mean, do you think about something a teacher at school said to you, or a, your bully, or something? Like, how do you get emotional? How do you get? You know, what I mean crying or just angry like what what do you use so i i definitely used to like utilize music because music brings back memories and and that can take you back to a place in time whether happy sad whatever but i found in this film because it was uh, there was quite a few emotional scenes even tay was like man you know how do you get there so fast the best tactic was to just Put yourself like to really put yourself in the shoes of what is happening in the scene. And so if you can just tell yourself, like if you can imagine that the last scene in the film, waking up to the I'm not going to spoil, but waking up mm. to those circumstances and the gravity of that situation, that is that is the best way to start getting yourself into that mindset and, and going that direction versus trying to use you know, some other experiences, maybe unrelatable or music or whatever. Music's also hard because, you know, you got make you all these people around you, you know, when you're filming and you're getting ready to film and these emotional scenes, you put so much, you really want to get there and whatever. And I think if you put that pressure on yourself, it can be a little, little difficult too, but it's hard to have music. And when people are asking you questions and you get the mic going on and this going there and this happening over here. So I just think really truly it's 
putting yourself in the shoes. Uh-huh. Okay. You yeah. tell, tell yourself, like, you know, when you're thinking that if I were to wake up and X, Y, and Z, I discovered that had happened, right? Like, and you think about it, anyone close to you or any and anything close to you and I don't want to give it. I, I feel like I'm going to give away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I it, it is a difficult one, right? Because I think sometimes you watch the, these kind of scenes and you think, what did you think was going to happen? You're playing in traffic, kid. You're playing in traffic. But then, you know I mean, the, the thing hits you a bit more and you're like, ugh. Yeah, that's still fucked up, right? That's still I know. Up. So it's just like a, a lot of things kind of go through your mind. I know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then the very, <laughs> very last scene is. <laughs> like, because, you know, a, a lot of the film is you and Tay. Yeah. Right? It, it, it's built on that relationship. So did you do. Um, a lot of kind of uh, bonding exercises? Did you hang out a lot before you started filming or was it pretty much, hey, how are you doing? Let's go. Well, I had met Tay one other time um, through a friend prior to him boarding, which was years ago. So I knew him in passing. And then um, when we decided, when he came on board, we met a couple times um, with the director and the producer it was difficult because again it was more in the height of the pandemic Mm. so you know what i mean there was not a lot open there you know it was back then so he and i met i think twice and we met with the crew once and then we just shot you know so we just sat down and had lunch and i think that was you know we wanted to have a little bit of bonding so it wasn't just okay here we go yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) he's so easy to work with and and like personable that you feel like you've known him forever you know and madsen too madsen was awesome he's just such a like cool cat <laughs> like walks in there and you know he just <laughs> improvs and he's just like a genius when he's doing it you know, so he was and he was super complimentary and just like really cool, too. So it was like very cool, very cool to work with such a nice cast. Who's also just such an awesome, iconic two actors. <laughs> like, mm, I'm yeah. so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, pinching myself. Is this real? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. Like what? How long was the shoot for this? Oh, gosh. I want to say, well, we had to shoot around Tay's All-American schedule because um, he was filming that as well. So I want to say we shot for a total of like 16 days or something okay. around something around that. And then I had like two days and maybe a pickup, you know. So it was, it was pretty fast. We, you know, mm. we got to it. I mean, when you just have, uh, because it was a smaller cast, I think it was easier to, it was very contained. It was a very good COVID movie. <laughs> 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 you know, I I'd come off another film where we had like a really big cast um take back prior to it, and that was you know a lot more complicated with the COVID protocols and the whole thing. So mm. yeah. Yeah, no, I can I can imagine. I it, like the house. I was just like, yo, I mean, just 
regardless of demons and stuff like that, it's a creepy ass house. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a creepy yeah. ass house just to live in generally. That house, it became like its own character. It looks like it has eyes, right? Mm. Like the, the two windows. Yeah. That, you know, it almost looks like a face. <laughs> yeah, that house is weird. It's like a dome house. Yeah. It was, it was great. Like, oh. We lucked out, you know, finding that. So we have our uh, one of our executive producers to thank for that. He was the one that secured that. So good job, Oscar. Uh, uh, <laughs> Right, yeah, it definitely helped with the story to it have did. that kind of location. I know. If we had just had, had like a regular house, I'm still we could have done. We still would have done something cool with it. But that house just be, it literally is like another character in the mm. film. It should yeah. be listed on the IMDb. Creepy <laughs> <laughs> house. What <laughs> with um the script did you have any leeway with you know some of the lines did you you know add anything to it but you know yeah we did a few I, I talked to Isaac and uh, Mike Hatton the the producer and I, I you know was like I want to bring you know this or that to Jess and I want to make sure she's like got that lovable side of her that I want people to fall in love with her and see like a light side of her as well so we kind of incorporated that. And then, you know, I had time where Isaac sent me a bunch of uh, films to watch and, and, you know, specific characters. And he and I were able to, like, flush out the scenes. Um, the only thing is it was all very virtual. You know what I mean? So it wasn't mm -hmm. like it. And so it's just like over FaceTime or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I felt like I had, you know, probably like a couple weeks. But I memorized lines extremely quickly. Like, it's one of the weird thing that I have. So it's never really, I think that's why I was a 4.0 student in college as well, because I'm able to regurgitate. <laughs> 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 you know, like, so, so that's never like really an issue. Um, but yeah, for me, it's less about the lines, more obviously about the performance and, and making sure that the, the director's happy and, the audience is feeling it, you know, like there's nothing more special or than knowing you, you evoke emotions in someone as an actor, you know, if I can mm -hmm. make you, the audience feel something, whether it's like lightheartedness or sadness or anything like that, or, you know, I've done my job. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, for real. Like how long does it usually take you to, inhabit a character um i mean i think probably every character is a little different um you know jess is just your your girl in a situation you know she's very very like girl next door um sweet which is similar to like i'm very girl next door you know but the like the character i played in the film prior her name is Nancy. Um, she has Stockholm syndrome and she was sex trafficked. And so she's kind of become this rotten egg. And, um, you know, she's got a, a drug abuse problem and stuff like that. So that one definitely took a little bit longer to embody, but it was also super fun, <laughs> you know. But Jess, it's more about uh, it was it could be any girl, really. Right. In those circumstances. Yeah. We all yeah, can yeah, end yeah. up 
in those circumstances, you know, <laughs> like, it, you know, Jess is just, just living life, trying to get her husband to have a baby, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, and then she just wrapped up because Mammon really um, pulls Brad and Jess and tries, you know, to invoke him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely that manipulation going yeah. on. And he kind of dangles the carrot of the business and the baby and what their dreams are in front of them. So they fall into that trap. And then the things they start to do are not necessarily maybe who they are as people. Right. Mm, yeah. 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 It, it, it is that kind of conundrum. Right. Yeah. Do you do the long game or is it the here and now? Like, take it now. Right, right. I mean, greed is a slippery slope. And but the thing is, is we all have our hopes and dreams and our goals. And, you know, it's like, what would we do for it? And I think a lot of it, too, again, it's not obviously what Brad would have done or what Jess would have done had it not been a demon, you know, kind of pushing them and manipulating them into that because the demons obviously trying to get them to invoke it. And then mm. all their actions are maybe not even truly who they are. So, you know, it's the carrot that gets them. You know, like yeah. this where I hold the little coin in my hand and then I have that <laughs> flash of my dream in head and she's like on board. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the... Like, do you think to yourself, what would you do? Like, you know, maybe not with demons and all of that, but are you the type of person that's like, no, I'm going to I'm going to take the long road and and really work for this thing? Or is it just like, oh, there's a shortcut. All right, let's do this. I mean, I definitely took the long road, you know, like I'm, I am in that seat in a way. You know, I moved out here not knowing a soul. Um my family was shocked when I'm like, I'm going to go act in LA. Like, what? Um, but, you know, I've always just been held on to my honor and held on to all of that. And, and that is the longer road, I think, in any, you know, I've never taken any shortcuts to get where I am. So I just think, in my opinion, that's always the smarter choice. And I always think that hard work will pay off. I just think in anything anyone's trying to accomplish, you just can't give up, you know, and keep learning and keep trying and keep hustling and, you know. Yeah. And I, I think you appreciate it more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I know that um, I remember when I left school, right, I, I, there was a, a lot of people who's parents or friends of friends got them jobs and they were like good jobs and you're like good damn okay but people didn't appreciate the jobs and then you put and then it's like you speak to them a bit later and like oh yeah i don't work there anymore it's like what, what happened yeah. and like oh yeah i just did this thing and you're just like what the fuck why would you do that that's insane but then you realize right it's because you didn't really have to work for the thing Mm -hmm. So you take it for granted. Exactly. But when you see people work for something, they're less likely to, you know what I mean, fuck it up, to mess around because, you know, they knew what it took to get to that point. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's like anything. If someone gives you a, a car or, 
you know, an item of clothing or anything like that. And even if it's the nicest thing ever, you're not going to appreciate it. You know, it's the same concept. You're going to be like, oh, that's cool, whatever, you know? So mm. like, yeah, that sweet victory after you've been working forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get here. Like we had a premiere the other night and that was like a, such an amazing moment. You know, we were, we did it on a rooftop to say COVID safe for everybody who's in production and all that. And whew, it was cold. But man, was it fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was cherishing every moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, you speak to a lot of people during this time. And, you know, a, a lot of people have be, had to do that just virtual premiere. And, and some people just not it's at so all. Bad. And so, yeah, you feel bad for people, especially when it's like their debut film. And then you, okay. it's just like, oh, yeah, so we did it over. Zoom. You know, zoom and it's just like oh man that's like breaking because like there is nothing that can replace that feeling of an actual premiere and that is like the it's this moment like it's really happening type of a feeling and every actor who's worked so hard and crew and directors and everybody to get to that point in that film should be able to cherish that moment, mm. you know because it's it's very special and no one, and it was all, it was just so different filming now too. Cause like no one can come to set. There's no rap party really. I mean, I think things are going to start getting back in yeah. really the way they used to, but I don't know about going to set anymore, but yeah, you used to be able to like stop by your friend's set sometimes and say hi. Or, you know what I mean? Now it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you got tested and blah, 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 and no, mm. no guess allowed. So, you know, it was, that's why, but we did it outside. That's, that's why we did that. So, you know, everyone could just, attend and everything was fine and it went off it went off amazing we had rain actually it was like 87 degrees the day before yeah it was the weekend of the super bowl obviously it was beautiful weather here and then that morning we woke up to rain <laughs> and it rained till like five like on and off yeah and then the premiere started like everyone started arriving at seven <laughs> it worked out Outstanding. That's great to hear. Yeah. But you model, right? So why? Yeah. What made you choose the acting? Well, I, I fell into modeling. I got scouted in Idaho by this photographer who was shooting a, an ad for a t-shirt company. Right. And I was like, okay. So he shot me and then I just started working. It was weird. I just started getting jobs and whatever. And then just through that, somehow I started meeting other, you know, people in the industry uh, naturally. And I ended up meeting a director. I'd done a couple little things, but I met this director who cast me in this basically teaser for this upcoming big film that shot in Santa Barbara. And so he flew me down there and we shot, it was amazing, beautiful locations with horses. It's just, it was a polo film. Okay. And, uh, gosh, like, you know, emotional and this and that and romantic and the whole thing. And afterwards he said, you know, I, you're really, really talented. Like you, have you ever thought about doing this? And I was like, it's always been my dream. It's just in Idaho. Like, you know, I've lived in Spain, mm. Idaho in my life, and, and the, the entertainment industry feels so far away, and I have no idea how to get started. And he goes, well, you, you should just do it. You have to move to L.A., though. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> I literally packed up what I could fit in my car and, and moved to Los Angeles. 
And uh, that was pretty wild. But yeah, the modeling thing, you know, I'm, I'm short. I'm like five, three and a half or five, four on a good day. So that was never really, it was fun. Modeling's fun. I got to travel, but it wasn't like acting. I don't feel the same love, you know? Right, right. But yeah, that that was, you know, you. I. It's hard to say, but you kind of figured that the modeling is maybe less taxing, just because with yeah. acting you have to memorize different scripts and yeah. you know all the auditions and just all of that. Where you know the modeling is a bit, you know, quite a pace maybe. Well, it's so just, it's a, just it's like monster in, in and of itself. It's it's a brutal industry, especially like now it's more accepting. But maybe like even seven years ago, um, you know, my height, they would act like I was like diseased when you would walk into a casting and you're like signing in his girl 260 or whatever the heck, you know. And so it just. I don't know. It's, it's a, it, and it's also, t it, you do have to emote, you know, a lot of mm -hmm. my modeling jobs, people would seek me out versus, you know what I mean? Because it was, they were already okay with a girl that's maybe not your typical, you know, five foot 10, whatever. Um, so, but yeah, you have to emote and it is physically kind of tiring because you, you almost do have to hold your body in certain ways the whole time. But beyond that, it's, and then staying good, health or whatever but beyond that like acting is so much more to it than than modeling yeah. you know like it it's just it's like it's almost like apples and oranges you just like they're not they're two totally separate things you know and, and modeling if man if you can kill it and you're great like that's amazing it's 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 definitely better now i think than ever you know because it's so accepting of all body types all shapes and sizes all everything like people are way more open to just seeing everybody now you know which is really cool um but yeah my i love film and television <laughs> I, I, I like i love watching a movie and being inspired and be like oh that was great i want to shoot a movie <laughs> you know <laughs> like I'm pam and tommy right now or okay yeah. Man, How are you finding it? I love it. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> and, and do you think, like, when you see the different people, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that really does look like. I thought they did an amazing job of casting. And those actors, I don't know who's, I forget who's playing Um, Pam. What's her name? Is it Lily? Um, it's Lily. It's Lily. Is it Lily Collins? It might be. I think it is Lily. Uh, I think I thought it was Lily Collins and then I realized it wasn't Lily Collins. And then it's Sebastian Stan is playing um, Tommy. Yeah. But it's just such a fun show. And like, for me, I watch, I watch them and I watch her and I'm like, God, I would love to film something like that. That is so fire. <laughs> Good. They were wild. <laughs> oh man. It, it was, yeah. Definitely crazy. Definitely yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> do you go for those sort of roles or like how does you know the work do you, I, i'm assuming you have an agent and they send you stuff but it's like yeah like do you find yourself getting sent a particular type of role or is it more varied like 
I mean, it's it can be, I guess, kind of open because I can go a few different directions. But I find I get a lot of like like the action stuff with like whether it's like the villain or the cop or a soldier <laughs> <laughs> in those lines. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, or a maybe. marine, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I play a salvage marine in yeah. salvage marines, so. I don't know what that is, but yeah, I would love, that's like, that's a very specific casting, Tom, Pam and Tommy, like to cast Pamela Anderson. You're looking for not only personalities speaking, but like the looks and can we mm. transform this person? So I'm sure they, they did like a big net to try to find, you know, what they were looking for, for that. But I would love to go out for that. I wish I had. <laughs> but- <laughs> I. Because sometimes you you watch people in certain roles and the transformation is crazy. Yeah. I I think Charlie's Ferrone in Monster is one of the the crazy. Like, it is Charlie's Ferrone and, um, oh, my gosh. Like, Christian Bale. Christian Bale in The Machinist. Okay, yeah, he is. I mean, you're talking like, oh, my gosh, A-list, top-notch most incredible talented people you know christian bell is a beast yeah yeah, but right so i i remember hearing sam worthington talk about roles and stuff like that and he was just like man if if they want me to to rock a six-pack they have to pay me even more money because i'm not doing it right which i thought was interesting right you see other people who will just Go all out. Go yeah. all out. Sorry, about that. Oh, sorry. It's connected to my my phone is on sound. Yeah, I feel like I mean again, that's just a, a product probably of where someone is, I guess, in their career and what they're really wanting. Because I mean, if you really want something. You know what I mean? I think no matter what, if they're like, you need to get a six pack, you're going to be like, all right, here we go. You know what I mean? Mm. But like, yeah, I'm sure it's hard to, it's hard to transform your body. So I think I also understand the flip side where someone's like, well, then you need to like, if you want me to, you know, turn out this way or look this way or do this, then I, I need assistance. You know what I mean? Like help me with a trainer or what, what, like help me get on a program or maybe that's what they were referring to. But yeah, I mean, I think, if you really want it, though, and they, they're not offering that, I think people will rise to the occasion. Yeah. Well, I, I know, like, with the Marvel stuff, and I think it was with 300. When they filmed 300, they sent everyone to this crazy camp to get, like, just tonked. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I, but there, there's that end of things, and then there's the other one where you see the people put on weight. I know. And they, they do both. Right. So that would just be what, like changing a change of diet and amount of intake. Mm. That for me too. Like, I mean, you really got to be willing to commit to that and under like, cause that affects the person's life trajectory of their health. Well, yeah. And losing the weight after the role. Right. Or, or gaining or losing that weight uh, back, you know what I mean? To get back to who you are as a person, like, that's also tough, you know, mm. That's and like what's um, Matthew McConaughey, you know, I think he had a hard time after oh, all. 
yeah, Dallas Flyers Club yeah. after getting back to that weight and and losing that amount of weight can age you. I mean, it can be very detrimental, I think, to your overall health. So, I mean, you really, I guess, depending on which which way it is and what it is, I think you've got to really weigh all aspects of that. And, and it's, again, it's down to how much do you want to do that and is this something, a path you're willing to take? Some people are really good, though, about, like, they understand body and they understand weight loss and fitness and you know, I have a friend like that. He's an actor, Paul Sloan. He's been in a ton of stuff and he's able to like go from like they want him bigger to they want him more lean. And for him, it's just an easy like, oh, yeah, just do, 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 do whatever, you know. So he just has that like he knows his body. He knows mm. knows what it needs. But yeah. 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 So what what would you be prepared to do? Would you shave your head like if so, if someone came to you and be like, yo, we want you to play this part, but you're going to have to put on weight. Like, are you, are you doing it? Yeah. I mean, if, again, if it's like someone I really want to work with and I, I know I love the script and the character. Yeah. You know, like hair will grow back and I'll, I mean, if they were to say you need to gain a hundred pounds, I don't even know if I could, <laughs> I don't know how the heck I would even do that. Um, I think we all gained some weight during uh, quarantine. That's for sure. Yeah. So still working on getting that weight off um, <laughs> during the pandemic and all of the snacks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely willing to to be open to stuff like that. It just again, I would have to look at the whole picture. You know, what yeah. I mean? because first and foremost, always in our lives is our health. You know, we don't have anything if we don't have health. So if something's going to affect your health then I think you really got to think about it and, and then also work with them and see, is this really needed for the film? You know, mm. Depend- yes. depends on what the project is, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what we do. <laughs> <laughs> also stunts are the same thing. I mean, I've had a stomach be like, we light you on fire. I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. I there's, yeah, there's definitely some things he'd be like, I, I would do that. Maybe not that, right? That yeah, that's a little that too goes wrong. I think I'm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I I I read that you've signed a um a production deal with Mike Hatton. Yeah, yeah. So we have um, some partners out of Louisiana that we signed a film fund with. So basically, you know, we are with them look looking at projects and whether or not they want to come in on them or not and they're they're good friends of ours they're amazing so that's been really cool too that happened uh gosh right before the pandemic uh... <laughs> yeah yeah so my Hatton's a producer i work with a lot and he is not only a good friend but he's like an awesome producer and super funny guy <laughs> like went in for like SNL like that's how he's just always okay. jokes. So like everyone loves having him on set because he just is just like lighthearted and makes everyone laugh and but he's hardworking and he's awesome so nice more to so, come with that <laughs> <laughs> so you got like um things that you're eyeing right now like looking to do yeah, I mean, there's some stuff on the horizon. So a couple different films that I'm uh, talking to a few people about. And um, 
But what I'd really like to get into is television. You know, I would love to get on a show and I've done, you know, Salvage Marines is going to be yeah. coming out at the end of the year through Sony Tra Crackle. Um, so I'm excited about that. I think I'm in the majority of the episodes, what they've told me. So I'm still waiting to hear um, what's exactly, you know, how that's being cut and stuff. But I really want to get on a on a show. That's so why I was like, Tom and Pammy so far, or Tom and Pammy. Pam and Tommy, <laughs> you know, it's the other show. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, there's just, uh, there's so many good shows. I, I couldn't even name them all because I feel like in the pandemic, we all binged like every single TV show in existence. But, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when you see like things get announced, you know, like the Lord of the Rings show and, yeah. you know, there's a new Game of Thrones thing coming, you know, I mean, you've got Terminal List. You've got Reacher that's just, uh, there's all these different things, these big kind of tempos appearing. Yeah. Do you kind of think, I, I'd love to be a part of that universe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like, hard. you read those, you're like, well, where was I for that casting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, again, they, they're looking for what they're looking for. So, you know, you get called in for certain things and not for other things. It's just, it's part of the deal. So... Mm you know but yeah is there a, well, a honestly, gonna start you know things are balls gonna start rolling a lot because everyone's just been kind of slowly doing stuff and now i think it's gonna be like boom here we go yeah you, you it does seem like a lot of productions are like rolling now yeah yeah it's back mm. <laughs> yeah, which is but the, i think the crazy thing is and and it's one of those things that i think people don't always think about because when you thought oh, lockdowns here right everything's shut and you think oh what's gonna happen then you know there's no more films there's no more tv but then it's just like stuff that was filmed and it's just been waiting for that window so you still had so much stuff dropping during know. you know that period of time when everything was on lock it was like cool for people because some people i think got a lot of eyes on their project that maybe they wouldn't have normally gotten had it been normal life you know what i mean and tons of other content would have been flooding the market or whatever but i think some some people just got this like perfect window of opportunity you know what i mean and it came out and like just was like the thing in the pandemic you know well yeah like how many people would have really known who the hell joe joe exotic is you know what i mean if it wasn't for lockdown yeah, tiger king was like beginning of the pandemic every single human being on at least that i saw on my instagram was watching uh tiger king <laughs> yeah Right. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I think some people probably would have made some, you know, watched it and been like memes or whatever. But I think like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, this happened earlier because I don't know how to silence my uh, computer because if I silence this, then I don't hear you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I hear you. No, it, it, yeah. I, I definitely know because. Yeah, it's like, yeah, my phone, if my phone rings, there's a delay, but then the computer starts ringing. And when you cancel on the phone, the computer's still ringing. You're like, I canceled the call. I know. I'm like, ah, I don't know how to quit it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure that out because this has happened and this, like, this keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
is there a genre that you're looking you'll be like oh, i really want to do this like a musical or you know a rom-com or like a thriller it's like i mean a rom-com would be super fun um genre i'm looking for i would say yeah i would say more some something like lighter would be really fun more in line of like a comedy or a rom-com you know because i did this project uh, a few like beginning of pandemic as well i did um cow it's called heroes with issues it's a, sh it's a show on youtube and it's about superheroes seeing their therapist oh, okay yeah. and uh, i play catwoman <laughs> and it's catwoman in quarantine and so <laughs> i'm seeing my therapist via zoom because <laughs> we, we had to shoot it that way we had to shoot ourselves at that point because this was like may 2020 right. and Oh my God, I had so much fun playing that role. I was, I jumped on like my curtains, pulled them back. What cats do crazy shit. She's losing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> She's like completely losing it. So I'm like drinking a bottle of vodka. Like what we were all doing in quarantine, only, you know, add in the layers of a cat and add in the layers of Catwoman. So I had such a fun time. I'm like, man, I would love to do a really fun comedy. Uh-huh. And yeah. what kind of comedies, like, what, what's the type of comedy that gets you, like a knocked-up, super bad, or, you know, something along the lines of maybe the French Dispatch, you know, a bit more subtle, like... I mean, I love one of my all-time favorite movies is Office Space. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I also am a big fan of, and this is, like, total, like, crazy comedy, but, like, Ace Ventura you know what i mean like courtney cox's role in that like stuff like that like that those are so funny to me they're like silly right like, yeah, 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 yeah imagine being on set during those films would have been just like so fun <laughs> 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 like trying not to laugh like the entire time uh yeah sometimes when you see the outtakes of those films you just think man they were having such a good time oh, yeah oh yeah <laughs> I mean, that it's, that's a dream. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really so fun. I wonder if we like Kevin Hart. <laughs> if you're uh, out there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I think you could do those roles. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I think... I, I, I think I could too, you know? I mean, there's definitely, comedy has a whole nother level of difficulty with timing, obviously. But you have, you know, your your comedians and your like comedic actors, but you can't have the entire cast on that level the whole time. Mm. Any, you know what I mean? You have you have a lot of different lay layers in a comedy because you have to have kind of the offsetting person. Yeah. A little bit sometimes. And so, yeah, I think, I think uh, there's a chance for me still. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and you know, like if, if those roles aren't coming, right? You you do, you know, like Ben Affleck and um, Matt Damon and, and Kevin Smith, and you make your own thing. Oh, I know, I know. That's always a good path, I think, for everybody. Just to stop waiting for someone else to come along and you know give them their dream role and stuff like that. It's better to just take the bull by the horns and make it make it happen you know 
Exactly. exactly. I'm a big believer in that. <laughs> Why we raised the film fund. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I, I think it's definitely one of those things which um, I think we're seeing more people do it. Right. And especially with the, you know, just the, the, the advances in technology and you can shoot things with your phone now and stuff like that. So we're seeing people take more chances, mm -hmm. which I think is just great because, man, when you watch some of these short films, right, indie films, blow you away. Yeah. And you just think that's someone's first film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's usually like you think it might be their first project, but they've been at it a long time. But it's the first you that's the first time you see them because, again, they get tired of, you know, when you go on a casting for something, it's like I've been told, like, you know, oh, I've gone to call back at the, you know, at the studio or whatever. And then mm -hmm. later, oh, you didn't look like the family or, oh, they wanted a blonde or, oh, they wanted this or, oh, and it's so, so out of your control. And so. Yeah. The beauty of that is you get to control it and you get to make sure you are in it and all of that. Because otherwise you're just it's like, who knows, you know, what they're going to choose. Even if you shoot it, you might get cut out. You, you mm. just never know, you know, in this business with, with other projects, other people's projects. So Yeah. And it, it becomes a CV, right? Because it's now proof of concept. You, you're showing that, look, mm -hmm. you doubted me, but look. I yeah. can do that role. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or I can carry a movie or, you know, I can handle these type of scenes or these types mm. of characters. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so with, with the film dropping tomorrow, right? So like, um, what, then happens, right? Like, do you still have to go do some press or is it now, once it's out, you're moving on to the next project. No, I mean, there's definitely going to be still some press coming down the pipeline. And, you know, the people are going to see it. And then there's going to be more interviews about, yeah. you know, having seen it and stuff like that. So for the next little while, there's definitely going to be, I think, actually even more press right around the release, whether it's like right before or right after, you know. So I'm not ready to let it go yet. It's not done yet. I'm savoring all the moments. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, I, I think that's definitely, yeah, you, you only get that thing once, right? Yeah. Like when you do your first thing, it's just like, yo, live, you know what I mean? Because you always hear people that be like, oh, I wish I had just appreciated the moment. I know. I know. I shot this. My first starring role was I shot this sci-fi movie and I played a superhero named Jennifer Gaines, who's telekinetic. And I got to like run through uh, real explosions, get pulled on wires. Like, I mean, it was, oh my God, it was just such an incredible experience. And I was like, we should make a TV show. I was like telling the director, the producer. And they were just like, Jess, I'm like, what? Because I just wanted to like, I wanted it to go forever. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Yeah, but that's the truth. You have to savor and really appreciate those moments, you know, because they don't happen every day. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Definitely. But uh, yeah, no, you, you know what I mean? Like the roles are coming, right? You, you, you. You're getting in there with these A-star actors and everything like that. So, you know, it looks like the 
the future is shining on you. <laughs> I'm ready. Let it shine. <laughs> I, I certainly hope so. You know, I'm just I'm just excited right now. I'm excited to see what the world is going to think about the film. I hope they enjoy it, you know. So Yeah. No, I, I, I yeah, I, I think it's it definitely yeah, it's definitely creepy as fuck. So <laughs> you know what I mean? It is a creepy film. Yeah, it's very creepy, but yeah, I mean, I'm just um, I'm ready, I'm ready for the next project too. You know, if it came, if it came today, I'd be like, okay, but still not. You know, I'm still gonna, you know, make sure incarnation's taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you have another project, we'd um, love for you to come and uh, you know, I mean, I love that. talk about it with us, huh? Yeah, I would love that. It's been so nice talking to you. I feel like you are just easy to talk to. You know all about the film and the and films in general, and it's been it's been fun. Ah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad <laughs> you've enjoyed your time with us. But um, yeah, no, I hope it all goes well. You know what I mean? That um, yeah, you you get your your rom com. Your your maybe you know what I mean like hey Disney Plus and Netflix they're all churning out I know content right now so yeah. you know what I mean opportunities you, out there yeah who knows, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> 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 we'll and be like oh, look at that girl you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if it's too big to return you know what I mean be like hey do you want to jump on the field be like yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> we'll see what the future holds i'm sure i'm excited for it, whatever it is <laughs> hey there's a great attitude jessica so um i'm, I'm sure you're just gonna go on and keep on shining oh so, i appreciate that hey no problem man so yeah look good luck tomorrow thank you hope it all goes well and hey the, the the thing being right, I, I I just think with anything you put out, some people are gonna love it, some people don't. Yep. Who gives a fuck? Yep. Right. You did a thing. You enjoyed doing it. Yep. Right. You believe that you you gave that performance. That's the thing that matters. Knowing that you gave your all, you delivered. You had this great experience. Oh yeah. No one's gonna rain on my parade. So. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> all right kevin hey thank you again for joining us really appreciate it so um yeah people the film drops tomorrow incarnation yeah yes Woo. okay people go check it out on all your favorite vod's yeah. and um follow jessica because you know she's gonna be doing some big things coming up super aga <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right awesome all right, all right jessica thank, thank you very you much Kevin. all right take care okay. bye okay people so there you go there you go how fun was that right <laughs> so um people it, you know incantation is now out so um yeah go hit your favorite VODs, and um, yeah, as I said, go follow Jessica. You know what I mean? She's got things coming, and uh, you wanna 
pay attention to all of that. All right, if you missed part one, hey, the link is in the episode details, so go check that out. And yeah, people, enjoy your film watching for the week. All right, peace.